Today's guest, Marco Loth, Vice President IAM at TME Friction. We supply in the premium segments, also the customer is expecting premium service. One of the service blocks is data quality. If we are not sure that the data quality is 100% correct, we potentially supply the wrong product to our customers, which has an impact on the whole supply chain. Tech Talk, the automotive aftermarket podcast. Hi and welcome to the third episode of our Tech Talk Aftermarket Podcast. Our guest today is Marco Loth, Vice President IAM at TMD Friction. Marco and I, we know each other for quite some time now and I was really happy to finally catch up with him again. He is one of the biggest advocates of increasing the data quality in the market, so he's highly knowledgeable in the data topic. And he's got a global view on the market as well, with a lot of experience working in Asia-Pacific, especially China, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Europe, of course. So naturally, data quality was a topic, and why it is even more important in emerging markets. We also discussed timing, so the availability of data, global differences, especially the situation in China, why they launched a TMD Academy during covid how they are going to tackle the e-commerce topic, teaming up with their distributors and what the electrification means for a brake supplier like TMD. Overall, great insights from Marco. I really like his unagitated and intelligent approach to the challenges that are coming in our way. So without further ado, let's jump right into the podcast. Hello and welcome to our next Tech Talk here from Automechanica Frankfurt. We have a new guest, a new exciting guest. We are going to the manufacturer side now. We have Marco Loth from TMD Friction. So Marco, even though you are a big aftermarket veteran and probably everyone knows you, could you still give us a little bit uh, of an introduction about yourself and about TMD Friction? Of course. Uh, as you said already, I'm working for TMD Friction, maybe in the industry a bit better known under our brands, uh, Texta, Nishimbo and newly Brandix, just to mention some. Um, I'm responsible for the category management area and engineering. Um, and the category management uh, area in that sense also includes sourcing, um, uh, pricing and the global data. Now, that's why we are also in regular contact with Tech Alliance. Yes. Um, in addition to that, since some years, I'm also responsible for the sales. Everything east of Turkey uh, means more or less Middle East, Africa region and Asia Pacific, including China domestic. So we are back in Frankfurt, back at Automechanica, back in the real world. I guess the last interview we did together uh, uh, with Tech Talk, it was a remote interview. We Absolutely. did a very yeah. long piece in, in Teams calls. And how does it feel to be back in the real world again, meeting people on site? I mean, last Auto Mechanica was 2018, yes. if I remember right. Yes. Long time ago. It was. Um, it's good to be back to face-to-face uh, -face meetings. And I think a lot of customers, suppliers, but also the whole automotive industry was looking forward to that. We had a slight, um, let's say, feeling of that, how it's back uh, to Auto Mechanica already last December during yeah. Auto Mechanica Dubai, where a lot yes. of customers from Middle East and Africa joined already. And we could discuss a lot face-to-face -face, uh, topics, which you're not even able to discuss online, even if you can discuss a lot online already. Yeah. Not everything is possible. And it's really 
fantastic to catch up with the industry, with other suppliers, with competitors, even with industry partners to discuss topics around automotive, but also general geopolitical topics, what's currently ongoing. Yeah. So it's really good uh, to see the customer, uh, the, the people face to face again in reality and not to discuss everything in video calls. In a, in a bad yeah. quality video call. Yeah. In a bad quality, <laughs> which hang up sometimes. And to be honest, I mean, you can discuss a lot on the video call, yes, but sure. still different if you sit with it someone is. on a round table and, uh, and discuss yes, different topics. Sure. And everyone who was sitting on, on, the, on this chair talking to me was like, it's so good to be back together because also, and I, I agree on that, that the aftermarket as an industry is, is very unique because it is like a big family i mean many people say it but it really feels like it yeah and even you can talk to your competitor because we are we are all or many companies are co very competitive correct which are here but it's good to be back together it feels a bit yeah. like a family reunion we said in the last interview that it's like a family christmas absolute i think um Yes, it's a big industry, but after many years, you know a lot of people. So it's good to catch up with those, uh, you know, from different companies, from yes. different stages in, in the career, you know, where you met them. So you see most of them here in Frankfurt again. And specific, I think also in the case for TMD, we opened a lot of customers in certain regions during the pandemic, yeah. uh, for example, in Australia. And that are customers we never met in 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 person yes so that's the perfect place uh, to catch up and discuss further developments of the markets great and we also know each other for quite a while that's because you are one of the big advocates for our tech talk data quality initiative so in your in your work life in your in your daily business okay. how important is data quality it's very important Uh, uh, simple, simple reason. We as TMD, of course, we have different brands, but let's say, let's focus on the two, three premium brands we have: Texter, yeah. Nishimbo, and Bendix. Now, yeah. um, we supply in the premium segments. Also, the customer is expecting premium service. One of the service blocks is data quality. If we are not sure that the data quality is 100% correct, we potentially supply the wrong product to our customers, which has an impact on the whole supply chain. Yeah, The customer needs to send it back. That costs money. We need to put it in our stock again. Customer has potentially the wrong uh, product in the workshop. So he needs yes. to tell his customer, please come tomorrow again. Then we will get the right part. So for us, specific for the premium brands, but not only the premium brands, because data quality across the line for us is very important. And that's why we invested a lot in the complete team based in Romania, based in Germany, working full day uh, completely on data management, specific then with Tech Alliance, Tech Talk and, and, and further databases. Definitely. And how important is it for you to to also be able to demonstrate that that you care about the data because this was also the initiative and you were one of the first companies who achieved our premier data supplier level with a, where you get this badge and you get also the recognition in the catalog i i think for us is uh, is mandatory uh, uh, as i said uh, that our customer base expect that tmd is delivering a very high level on on data quality to have no mistakes in their databases so for us this was more or less mandatory and as we heard that you move into that direction uh, there was a clear movement also in our data team and and uh, let's say passion of course to achieve that in the first go which we did yes for all our brands De yes yes and that is a great achievement because when talking to to 
to the data guys at the, at the different companies. They are also telling us that they that they kind of enjoy having also a challenge and also get the recognition because then they have a goal where they Correct. where they where they can work towards. I think all. the initiative is as I heard it first time. I yeah. liked it already. Also, my data team, of course, is a, a an additional challenge. Yes. But we took it as a real, yeah, effort to put even more uh, quality and more resources into our data management to achieve that award. But achieving the award is one topic. The other point is, of course, with the award and the extra time we spend in uh, uh, in managing the data, we also provide our customers the next level of data quality. Definitely. And uh, what do you think in the in the whole market? Uh, do companies already know that they can build the best product if they deliver poor data? Oh. It's just, you know, it's like equally important. I mean, you I, can I, have the best product if it's not being found or connected to the wrong cars, you, you don't make a sell. 100% correct. If all companies recognize that, I'm not sure. But I think at least the bigger players in the segment uh, definitely recognize that. And you're 100% right. And that's also our philosophy. We can have the best product. We can be first to market. If the customer will not find it in the various catalog systems, yeah. then it's for nothing because then it's nice. We know it, but unfortunately, no customer can buy it. Definitely. And uh, data quality is also important for you in this international environment because you're like a multinational brand. It's very important, yeah, because uh, uh, let's take one example as a market where uh, the data management or maybe the ways of how the data is displayed is a bit different. China, for example, yes. um, where we also needed to adopt because we are relatively late into the market with our own setup mm -hmm. in Shanghai. Uh, and we needed to learn that it's not the traditional way of displaying data. It's more like the typical channel WeChat, yeah, which is used also for us to communicate news around TMD, yeah. but also uh, uh, to, to communicate data and communicate uh, catalogs. Yes. So that's why uh, also we invested in a lot of uh, data quality outside of, let's say, the traditional markets in Europe. So in China, we invested in databases or uh, data for South America, where we have a big setup in Brazil. So it's very important for us also to be globally present for uh, every market. And every market has slightly different requirements. Yeah. Definitely. And besides data quality, also time matters. I mean, you can have the best product and then you have the yeah. best possible data. But if it's not getting out and pro or maybe just getting out after in the next quarter, after four weeks, after six weeks, it's too late. Correct. And that's why we were moving TechDoc data delivery to real time. And you were also one of the first companies adopting to that new concept. Yes, yeah, same, same topic as we heard that uh, in the first round that you're moving into that direction. We also let's say, joined the train. Um, because again, let's bring the example China, which is a very dynamic market. The people yeah. just expect if there is new data, they want to have it the next day. If there is potentially an error in the database and we need to correct it, they don't want to wait four weeks until it is shown in the database online. They want to have it the next day live and corrected. And that's why uh, this, uh, let's say, online Uh, uh, or real-time uh, data management is absolutely essential. And that's why we directly agreed uh, in TMD, but then also with, with Tech Alliance uh, to join that initiative. Yeah. yeah, and I totally agree, especially in China. We are having discussions and conversations in Europe if something is really needed, if 
this is really necessary and in China it's just mandatory no, that's, that's normal. for them that's not even a question yeah. I think that's uh, we are I would not say old fashioned but a bit more traditional in 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 Europe where we yeah. came you know from the old times where it still was on a DVD and it was issued every quarter Got a paper catalog. Then we, yeah then pay, uh, even before yeah yes. or we moved into then from DVD quarterly to online yes. updates quarterly then to monthly yeah. uh, and in other regions of the world where the market is much quicker developing yes. is, is really normal for them. If, if you tell a guy in China, okay, we, we had an update in the database uh, and you will see it live in four weeks, he, he thinks you are um, a bit old fashioned. Definitely. And uh, what I witnessed in, in, the, in the last years is also even you have the best products, you have the best data and it is at your POS instantly. There's also still a lot of competition and you need more differentiation to, to your customers. So you need to provide additional services. Correct. So what is uh, what are some initiatives TMD is doing in that? I mean, I mean, one you mentioned already, because I think it's a really a value add for our customer to have real-time data. Yes. The other one where we think is the market going through at the moment is really as a premium supplier to support our customer with perfect technical training on site, which was, of course, a bit difficult during Corona time. Yes. But now our technical team is starting to travel and see customers slowly again. Um, but on the other side, we also invested a lot of money in online trainings uh, because not everything can be done in every country Uh, in, no, you, in, have to, in, you have to in, scale it. Yeah, you need, we need to scale it a bit yeah. and also provide our customers who wants to uh, work with TMD and wants to grow their knowledge with TMD with online courses. So we built something like a TMD uh, Academy, training mm -hmm. academy, um, which we use now during the Corona time to build it up, uh, worked it internally out, and then we will roll it out also to the market and to the customers. Beside, of course, still the physical visits of our technical trainers to the market, to the customers and to the workshops. Talking about sales, another big topic at this year's Automechanica is e-commerce. So there are very, there are different players moving into the market. And what I don't like about the discussion is also something I mentioned at uh, the eBay keynote I did yesterday. When I, when I read the news and see the discussions, it feels like we, the aftermarket, are the, uh, the cavemen or hillbillies who have no clue and there's this big e-commerce wave coming and we have our eyes closed and our ears shut and doing nothing. And I think like this traditional e-commerce we have, like the catalog system is e-commerce, like right. a, a DMS system is e-commerce, all the ERP integrations which are done are e-commerce. And now we're talking about web shops, of course, this is a big business. This will be a big business. We have seen it in other industries as well. But what is your approach at TMD towards e-commerce? No, I agree. I mean, there's different ways of e-commerce. And you mentioned some of them, uh, if it's maybe not a direct, you know, introduction of TMD into the e-commerce channel so that we sell potentially through an online platform or whatever. But there's also, uh, uh, if you take the breaking segment and, and our brands texter, they are in since years already distributed, maybe through our distributors yes. into because they're into the e-commerce channel because they have their online platforms. Or for example, in China, again, we work with some local uh, e-commerce players um, um, to be present in that segment. Um, but the other question uh, uh, then for Europe is, is that 
e-commerce segment really so big already. It is growing for sure, and yes. it will also grow in the future. But at the moment, it still has a has a um, I would not say limited market share, but still not the market share maybe all the e-commerce players expected. Um, so from TMD side, of course, we we want to work in that segment, yeah. but we also for sure want to. Uh, still service on the top level our uh, distributors which we have uh, in the normal channel distribution channels um, the challenge at the end of the day from from my point of view will be the right price positioning because you need to really balance if you go straight into e-commerce uh, the pricing between your online platforms and the the stationary dealers yeah and also what we talked about from you that you need to Uh, provide some value add to your customers. I see that also from the distributors to the workshop because yes, pricing is one is a, is a point and uh, technology internet makes pricing more transparent or it, pricing nowadays is as transparent as it can get. But I also think that it's not the only decision maker. So if no. I provide more services or, and connect myself stronger to the workshops, Pricing is not everything because we know it from our private lives. We order everything we order uh, from Amazon, for example. I open the app, I order it, it comes. I, I don't check if it's always the price leader because it's convenient. Correct. They have additional services. You have when you are, uh, you, when you pay for it, you have the one day delivery, for example. You get uh, other services, you have videos and, and music and stuff. So you are con in their ecosystem and get additional services. Correct. And this is something that also uh, for the workshops. Yeah, and I think that in that segment, you mentioned Amazon, and I, I, I fully agree for if you look into the private sector, you order there because it's convenient. Yeah? Yeah. If something is wrong, you send it back. If that is always uh, good is another question, but uh, that's still uh, what the e-commerce player in the automotive segment need to uh, figure out. So how to service that to the, to the end customer yeah. down to the workshop. Uh, but that's exactly what I said before there. We also want to strengthen our normal distribution channel with additional training services. Yes. Uh, we provide then online uh, topics uh, uh, through uh, video calls or whatever to help our customers. And that is still a challenge which needs to be uh, uh, seen in a different way on the e-commerce uh, segment. So, yes, it's growing. And I think it's an important segment for the future. Also, TMD want to be present there. Yes. Um, but I still think there's also a lot of topics still to be solved. Definitely. Another, another ongoing topic is the electrification of the car park. Yes. And now we finally have like more or less an end date of the combustion engine or at least of new combustion engines. How do you think this will affect the aftermarket? Yeah, I mean, uh, electric cars, of course, specific for TMD as a yes. brake supply as a big, uh, is a big topic because everyone is talking about then you don't need or do you need less brakes in future uh, and so on. So, of course, we, we, we tackled that issue already years ago in our OE segment because, mm -hmm. as you know, we also supply not only aftermarket. TMD is also a big contributor into yes, the OE segment. Uh, so we were the, uh, one of the first to develop friction formulations for electric vehicles. And that's why we are, for example, OE supplier to brands like tes Tesla. And this knowledge, of course, from the development from the OE side, we also transfer into the aftermarket. Um, so that is a hot topic in, in TMD. I think we are very well prepared um, to cover that. 
Um, but where the braking segment in that sense, electric cars will go at the end of the day, I still think is not 100% clear. Mm -hmm. Of course, we will see a reduction in, in wear rates for the pads and the, the disc. Uh, but on the other side, if you have a car which is not really braking regular yeah. uh, and you drive under the German conditions in winter, uh, the brake system maybe is not worn off, mm -hmm. but it will be corroded. So that yeah. means you go to your next MOT and uh, you will fail because you need to replace your brake system uh, due to corrosion. So maybe the pattern of changing products yeah. is different. Different. Or maybe you new products emerge so that you need probably a different braking system. Because right. I was talking to a guy from the tire industry earlier. Tire industry, very good electrification, we all know. But he, uh, he also mentioned that for them, now they get very different requirements and in the future maybe someone selects the tire according how it affects the range in his electric car. Yeah, it's the same for us, uh, maybe in a slightly different way because uh, uh, for an electric car, for example, it's much more important that you provide a brake solution which is very noise-free. Yeah. Because the electric car is not generating this engine noise, which sometimes cover the braking uh, yeah. uh, frequencies. Uh, so for us, it's very important uh, for this segment to provide a solution which is really, I would not say noise-free, but very, very noise-reduced. And that's a challenge in, in some markets. So the engineers are, are waving finally. We, we do some, some proper R&D again. Of course, they need to do that. And yeah, as yeah. I said, they do that since years already because yes. we started many years ago already in the OE segment mm -hmm. to develop pads for this new coming up Tesla S or whatever, for example. Uh, and of course, now is the time this car slowly coming into aftermarket and we have also a solution ready for the aftermarket segment. Because it's the same topic. It's not only for the, the car owners who uh, used to drive the new car. Yes. Also, the second car, or a second-hand car owner wants to have a quiet braking solution at the end of the day. Definitely. So, bright future ahead for TMD Friction. To close this interview, there's one last question. And we, we heard, we heard the, the, the noise already. Good, no uh, really, good timing. They're, they're kicking us out now. But the final question would be, if we meet again at Automechanica 2030. What will be the topics? What, what would have changed by then? I think topics could be really, is the electrification coming like we all think? Mm -hmm. Where I personally, of course, we will move more and more the car park into EV. If it will be on that level, like some studies saying already 90% of the European car park will be uh, EV cars, I have my doubts. So I'm very interested to see 2030 how the whole market developed. Yes. And the other one, uh, and I think the next years, the shows will show it. Will there be this face-to-face -face shows like Auto Mechanica still so important as they are mm. today? Yeah? Because a lot of things uh, will be dealt through uh, internet, a lot of research for new suppliers or customers you can do today already through the Definitely. internet. So uh, I'm really interested to see in 2030 if the size of the Auto Mechanica Uh, will be still the same as today. Yes, and I got that question a lot in the in the last two days from, because for me as a marketer, people come, hey, Christian, do you think we will have trade shows in the future? That's and a I, big and question And I told mark. them that maybe the, the trade show format of people discover your product and then you put an order and you sign a contract, this is not happening anymore no. for ages now. Because, and also for us, 
even more because we don't have any physical products. Yeah. We sell software and data. Information is available 24-7 on via, via the web. Same for you, also for your, for your physical data. Right. I can get all the information I need. But what I think, uh, what the industry still needs, and especially the aftermarket, and we talked about that at the beginning, are places where you can come together and connect. Yeah. That, I think that, uh, that's why I said uh, Auto Mechanica 2030, I still think will be there, maybe in a different way and maybe in a re reduced format because uh, to find, as I said, new suppliers or customer, I think, or sign even new orders yeah, yeah. or new contacts, I think that time is over since years already. Yes. Uh, so it will be more um, in place together, together, uh, together, face-to-face uh, uh, -face yeah. and talk about trends, talk about topics, what the whole industry uh, uh, thinks is important. Yes. Um, um, so it will be still there, different format, um, but definitely not to make new deals. No, but we'll be there, that's for sure. Good. And thank you for taking the then, time today. Then we meet again well, in eight years. Always a <laughs> pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. And then we, we check back at 2030. Thanks. Thank you. That was the third episode of our Tech Talk Automotive Aftermarket Podcast. Great insights on how a manufacturer is trying to tackle the current challenges the market is facing, I think. Uh, if you want to see Marco in all his beauty, there's, as always, a video version of this live recording from Auto Mechanica Frankfurt available on our YouTube channel. Uh, contact details and the links about the stuff we talked about you can find in the show notes. If you liked what you heard, now is the time to hit that subscribe button and leave a little comment and rating maybe. We'd much appreciate it. So long, take care and bye-bye.